What up, yo? It's Mark Shannon with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is Saturday, June 20th, episode number 98, and I am excited for today's show. Sounds like I'm always excited, but I am. I We're going to break down... The AFC East, who are the winners and losers from the NFL draft, what does the depth charts look like, and also go over player projections. So, if you're wondering where you can follow the show, check out the show notes. Um, I've provided links there, Twitter and Facebook is at Fantasy Knockout. Uh, We're on Instagram is at Fantasy underscore Knockout. And the website is FantasyKnockout.com. You can also become a patron where you get access to draft cheat sheets that I have uh, put together. I have a tier-based cheat sheet kind of thing. It's really cool. It's my rankings and all that stuff. You can check the rankings out on the website, but put these things together. So become a patron, support the show, and you guys ready to talk some news? News with views. Wow, there was some news today from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So first, wide receiver. Alshon Jeffrey of the Eagles, his coach Doug Peterson uh, said that Alshon has had, you know, he's had foot surgery on the Liz Frank. So they're saying he is without a timetable to return. Um, This is what I've kind of been expecting all along. That's why I'm also higher on Deshaun Jackson than most right now. Um, I don't expect him really to be ready for the start of the season. So, um, Maybe Rager, the new draftee that he steps up. We'll go a little bit more into this when we break down the uh, NFC East, uh, which is in a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, so Jeffrey not going to be ready most likely for the beginning of the season. So pretty much take him off your draft boards. There's no real reason to be uh, targeting him in any way, shape, or form for redraft leagues. Uh, next is running back Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys. He tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, they're saying he's asymptomatic. Um, so this is just going to be interesting part of the season. This is how they're going to have to navigate through some of this. Um, so he has COVID, but he's not feeling the symptoms, which is good. Uh, I'm not sure how this league is going to maneuver around this during the season. I guess it's kind of one of these wait and see. Um, speaking of this, if you're a commissioner, you should put this in the back of your mind as, and, and definitely bring it up with your league mates, um, about roster structures, maybe adding a another, if you don't already have it, add an IR spot to your, to your league, because it makes a difference in definitely probably just add a second one or add another one if you have the the, the space because who knows what the season's going to kind of look like with covid um if a te- if a player tests positive we don't know if they have to be quarantined for 14 weeks or not not 14 weeks 14 days wow 14 weeks would be the whole year um would they have to miss 2 weeks and if they do let's say your star running back like Elliot your number one pick pops they're uh, test positive for COVID week three. And guess what? He's out for two weeks. Um, so instead of having to drop something on your bench or something to make space for him, throw him into the IR spot, save you a headache there. And there, and it's also going to probably change how we kind of draft this year. I mean, is it going to be more running back handcuffs to kind of play safe? If your guy, if one of your players does miss my biggest question is, 
I haven't really heard anyone talk about is what if the coaching staff um, test positive? Obviously, they'll probably have to quarantine and do all that like they're supposed to. But if your head coach or your offensive coordinator and it's like week 14 or something and you need this win in order to make the playoffs and your offensive coordinator tests positive and he has to quarantine for two weeks, what do, what do they do? Don't have a play caller? I mean, it's good. so it's going to be interesting. I think a lot of people really haven't thought through the logistics. Hopefully, Goodell and these guys are in the NFL is really – Kind of going to hash all this out. Luckily, there's still lots of time before the season starts. You know, it's only June. Hopefully, they'll figure all this out. Um, just a lot of questions about what's going on. Um, did you guys see the uh, the face mask that has the COVID um, um, breathing apparatus on it? It looked really cool. The one I saw was like from the Bears or something like that. It looked pretty cool. Um, I should I should retreat. Re- I should retweet that or hit that up on social media. So, all right, let's move on. Um, the next bit of news is more Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, their offensive guard, Brandon Brooks, he suffered a torn left Achilles tendon, and he's going to miss the 2020 season. Um, this is a huge hit to the Eagles. Um, it's kind of like where they were last last year, where just injuries are starting to happen. Uh, Wentz is going to be without a star receiver or their main receiver. Um, I think this takes a hit for Miles Sanders as his ADP has been skyrocketing. Um, You know, he's being drafted where his ceiling is right now, in my opinion. I love his talent. Um, He was one of my guys last year. I told everybody to, to draft this kid and he's, he's a special player. Um, But yeah, this is a big hit. This is a really good offensive line. Um, you know, guard Brandon Brooks is was ranked one of the I think on PFF I think he was ranked the number one guard overall. So that that's a big deal. It's not just a okay, we'll they'll replace him, figure out like their offense is gonna slow down quite a bit with it. Uh, the next bit of news, this one really sucks because I was getting amped for his season this year is wide receiver Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers. He suffered a broken left foot during a workout with teammates Tuesday, and he's going to be sidelined three to four months. Um, again, this just sucks big time because I was I had him as one of my guys this year. I thought he I was calling for the breakout. I, I really thought he was going to make that next jump. They say it's a Jones fracture, which means that there can be a lot several sorts of complications moving forward. Um, so, I guess we're going to look at their rookie Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> yes, uh, this is his nickname, Brandon Hayuken. He's gonna step up, and I think he's gonna fill this Debo role. He they are kind of similar in, uh, in receivers, so I think they'll lean on him a little bit more. So maybe he'll be one that I'll draft at the end of my drafts as he and kind of watch his upside the first week or two and see if I have fantasy gold there or not. And then the last bit of news is wide receiver Josh Gordon, who's a free agent. He applied for reinstatement Wednesday. Um, He's only 29 years old. It seems like he's a lot older. And, yes, this is the Josh Gordon that has battled with the league for marijuana charges. And now that it's um, deemed okay, (laughs) he can play. So uh, we'll see what the league does, if they'll reinstate reinstate him and all that. So. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! 
Main event. All right, so we got the AFC East, and again, we're going to break down these teams. Uh, we're just going to go alphabetically, and we're talking about half-point reception uh, scoring format, just in case you guys weren't sure. Uh, that is the preference for most for all my leagues, but for most of the leagues out there, the general population. Um, so let's get right into it. We got the Buffalo Bills. So in my opinion, they have leveled up. Uh, Josh Allen made a jump from last year, and he gets another weapon in wide receiver Stephon Diggs, who will be solid. And then they go and draft Zach Moss in the third round who to fill that kind of Frank Gore role, so a bigger body running back. Um, you know, And they still have Singletary, who looked amazing and electric. And Singletary will take somewhat of a hit because he just he's not going to be that featured goal line back where <laughs> – I mean, your goal line back, your first option is probably Josh Allen. Zach Moss will get some work down there, too. So it sucks for Singletary. I liked his talent. He seemed like he could have made that next level jump, too, as well. So this team is going to be interesting. And we'll see if the division, you know, since it's up for grabs and, so to say, since Brady's gone, um, see if they can take it from the Patriots. So. All right, the depth chart. So the quarterback is Josh Allen, and running backs are Devin Singletary and rookie Zach Moss. And then the receivers, we got Stefan Diggs and John Brown there. Uh, and then the tight end is Dawson Knox. So let's talk some projections real quick. So Josh Allen, I have him projected for 305 completions for 3,434 yards, 20 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. But he's going to run for 569 yards with seven rushing touchdowns. I told you he likes to be he likes those QB sneaks near the goal line. Uh, and that's going to put him around 286 points. So not a bad projection this year. I think I have him as my quarterback eight right now. Um, I really really like his early season schedule to start the year. I think it's very favorable. So if he somehow slips and drafts and is available at the at a decent price in that 6th, 7th, maybe 7th, 8th round. Hopefully there. Hopefully he's not going 5 or 6. Um, if he's available, I'm going to be taking him everywhere I can. So next is Devin Singletary running back. I have him for 212 rushes for 1,058 yards, 3 touchdowns, 48 receptions for 329 receiving yards, and 2 receiving touchdowns for a total of 186 points. Again, his TDs, I think, are not going to be all that high for him, which is which can really caps his upside. So, um, again, you got Josh Allen and Zach Moss that are just going to vulture these goal line touchdowns. That I think, if Singletary got that opportunity, he would be one of the he'd be a top back. He'd be up there with with a mix in and Chubb and stuff like that. But it's his touchdowns upside that's really really hurting him. Um, and I got him ranked is my running back 24. Next is running back Zach Moss. I got him ranked as my 54th running back. And I got him for like 132 attempts for 592 yards, three rushing touchdowns, 26 receptions for like 182 y- receiving yards. And he's going to get 106 points. He's just going to be annoying enough to frustrate the Singletary owners. He's not, I mean, maybe, I doubt that you'll probably play him. We'll see. Maybe he takes over. Maybe he looks really, really good and surprises all of us. But he's he's that Frank Gore role that uh, that we saw last year. All right, let's talk the whiteout. So Stefan Diggs, he comes over from uh, Minneapolis. He gets traded. 
And I have him pegged for 74 receptions for 1,037 receiving yards and six receiving touchdowns for 176 points. And I have him ranked as my wide receiver number 27. I'm not too excited about that. I think he will demand some um, targets from Allen. Unfortunately, Josh Allen is not the most uh, accurate passer, especially when it comes to the deep balls. Diggs is going to be, I think he's going to be frustrated a lot there in Buffalo um, because he's going from in Minnesota where you had Kirk Cousins, who is a more accurate quarterback than Allen is, but they both threw the ball pretty at a consistent deep rate. It was, it was like about 14% of the time, I think, both uh, Cousins and Allen last year threw the deep pass. So we'll see what Diggs can do. Um, he'll have his monster games. It's just not going to be consistent. So He'll have his boom and bust games, and if you can guess right, great for you. If not, that's why I'm probably most likely going to pass on Diggs this year. Um, next receiver is John Brown. I got him ranked for, at wide receiver 39. He's going to have 65 receptions for 872 yards, five touchdowns for 150 points. Um, you know, okay, nothing fancy, nothing special there. He, again, he was last year he filled in and had some solid weeks here and there. He'll do the same. And then the last one is the tight end, Dawson Knox. I have him ranked as my tight end 28. Uh, got him down for 38 receptions, 500 receiving yards, three touchdowns for about 88 points. Nothing special there. They don't really highlight the tight end in Buffalo. All right, next is the Miami Dolphins. So they draft Tua in the first with their, I think, like the sixth pick or something like that. And they also beef up their offensive line. Uh, they didn't draft a running back, which was kind of shocking. I thought that they would with what well, I think they would. They had like 11 or 12 draft picks or something like that. They had a lot, but they end up trading for one during the NFL draft and they acquire Matt Burita, formerly of the Niners. Um, so this team is definitely in rebuild mode still, but they're going to be a lot better than last year. They're very much improved. The defense will be better. I know they invested a lot in the offensive line. Uh, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick as a quarterback, uh, so he's going to start the year. You got Tua, who don't know is Tua going to be is going to redshirt the whole year? Is he going to come in and play eventually? He's still healing from his hip surgery, or they say he's all healed, but he's still rehabbing and learning to do all that again. So I don't know if we're going to see Tua halfway through the year or like just the last quarter of the year. Who knows? But I do like the pass catching pass catching options. Um, if Fitzmagic is the quarterback. So you got uh, Devontae Parker, who kind of broke out last year and step leveled up. Uh, Mike Gusecki came on quite a bit. He looked solid as a tight end. And then Preston Williams was just wowing everybody until he got hurt. Um, but, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see see what they do. So let's talk the depth charts real quick. So quarterbacks, quarterbacks <laughs> is Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tagalovoa. Uh, running backs are Jordan Howard. Yes, they signed him this year. And then they uh, traded for Matt Burita, who's the uh, the second back there. Your wideouts are Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. And your tight end is Mike Gesicki. All right, so uh, I'm going to talk projections. And Fitzpatrick, I'm, I have projected for a full season, even though he won't really play a full season. But if he were to... I have him for like 335 completions for 3,920 yards, 24 passing touchdowns, 18 interceptions. And he's going to run for about 236 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for about 260 points. So that gives you a reference if you're comparing him to 
to uh, other quarterbacks that I have projected out as well. Um, and then Tua, I, I only projected half a season just because I wasn't sure uh, how much he was going to play. I figured half would be the most he probably would play. So that's why I went with half a season, and I got him down for 174 completions, 2,128 yards for 14 touchdowns, eight interceptions for about 132 points. So give you guys some context there. Um, And then Fitzpatrick, I have him ranked as my quarterback 30. I'm not drafting either one of these guys. I will, I want to see what Fitzpatrick does week one and maybe stream him, um, you know, throughout the, the weeks, if they have that favorable matchup. All right, so the running backs, Jordan Howard. I have him ranked as my running back 33, and I got him down for 193 rushes for 829 yards, six touchdowns, uh, only 20 receptions for 142 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown for about 145 points. And then Matt Burita I have down as my running back 38, and I got him for 88 rushes for 394 yards, two touchdowns, 43 receptions for 200. 79 receiving yards and a touchdown for about 105 points. Um, of the two, I like Howard a little bit more. I think he's just shown that he can consistently get the job done. Not, It's not sexy. It's not, like, wowing. But, you know, if you need a – if you go more of, like, a zero running back uh, approach and you take more receivers in your first couple picks, Howard will be there in the later rounds, and he'll be a solid running back, too, on your team. You can easily play him in the flex where you'll get consistent points. He's not going to win you weeks, but he'll be very consistent. All right, so the receivers. So let's talk Devontae Parker. I got him right now as wide receiver 23. I'm not as high on him as most are coming to repeat what he did last year. I have him for 67 receptions for 1,043 receiving yards and six touchdowns for about 173 points. Um, I like Preston Williams a little bit more. I would take the shot on him at the end of drafts and I got him as my wide receiver 49. Uh, I got him for 60 receptions for 775 receiving yards and five touchdowns for about 138 points. Um, then we're going to talk Mike Gesicki. He's the tight end. I would target later in drafts, um, you know, the late round tight end strategy. I have him as my tight end number nine. Got him down for 66 receptions for 692 receiving yards, five touchdowns. Nothing too fancy, but solid, you know, 132 points there for Gasecki. So we'll see what he can do. All right. And then the New England Patriots, they come in next. And ugh, this team is just not what we know from the past years. Brady's gone. Uh, the most and most of all the fantasy relevant players are either they're gone or they're just going to be non-existent on this team. Um, this team is going to be a very, very good defensive team they're going to run the ball a ton they're going to make as few passing attempts or plays as possible and which get to give you guys an, an example it's going to look like tennessee but probably slower so um there will be a, occasionally some streamable players here and there but i'm going to stay away from all patriot players this year except for the defense again they're going to be a solid defense so if you can draft them, I would I would probably take the defense. So, all right. So let's talk the um, depth charts. So quarterback is Jarrett Stidham, who we haven't seen anything of him. We haven't. Nobody's really watched him play. Uh, running backs are Sony Michelle and James White. 
Wide receivers are Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry, Mohamed Sanu. Uh, and then the tight end is most likely going to be Matt Lacoste. Um, so Stidham, I have him ranked as my quarterback 28, not drafting him at all in any of the leagues for fantasy. Um, got him down for 336 completions for 3,000. 685 yards, 20 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 86 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown for about 216 points, which is not good. Um, The running backs is probably where it's going to be at if you take a chance on one of these guys. Um, Sony Michelle I have as my running back 31. James White I have as my running back 35. Sony Michelle I got pegged for 264 uh, rushing attempts for about 1,056 yards, seven touchdowns on the ground, 17 receptions for 128 receiving yards for about 164 points. He's going to get a lot of work. Problem is there's this team's not going to score a lot, so I don't see him scoring many touchdowns, which really hurts his fantasy value. And then James White, you know, the the PPR machine, he's going to run the ball maybe about 58 times for 236 yards and one touchdown. And he'll probably have about 49 receptions for 400 yards and maybe like three receiving touchdowns or something like that for about 115 points. It's just not he's not going to be the check down king he was when Brady was there. It's going to be a lot different. And then Julian Edelman, I got has my wide receiver number 31. Uh, I have him pegged for about 81 receptions for 886 receiving yards, five receiving touchdowns for about 160 points. Um, He will get the ball, but it's just not on the level that he has in the past. So you really have to lower your expectations. And then Nikhil Harry, I figured he'll probably step up a little bit this year. He'll have about 50 receptions, 600 yards, three touchdowns for about 100 points. Matt and uh, Harry I have as my wide receiver 61. Uh, Matt Lacoste, the tight end, I don't even have him ranked. Um, Not excited about his stat line at all. I have him for about 38 receptions for 400 yards and one score for about 62 points. So enough said there. Let's talk about the Jets. All right, so the New York Jets, they had a nice draft. They get an offensive line piece, and they snag wide receiver Denzel Mims, who could be an immediate asset uh sam darnold should make the jump this year which didn't happen last year because of his mono he needs to stop making out with all those girls (laughs) i don't know how he got it so (laughs) um i like the weapons on this team i really do uh with Le'Veon bell as a running back frank gore as a backup running back uh you got jameson crowder and brashad perryman denzel mims as the receivers chris herndon who was supposed to have this breakout year last year who didn't He's the tight end. Sam Darnold's the quarterback. I love all these pieces. Problem is, they have a butthead of a coach, Adam Gase, who somehow just doesn't get all that much out of his players. And it's very frustrating for fantasy. So, I don't know. Lev Bell, he's going to be a value this year in drafts. He's slipping because he, he burned a lot of people last year. Um So that makes him a solid running back, too, on any team. And he's going in, like, the fifth or sixth round right now. Um, So, I mean, if he's your third running back, and (laughs) he'll be consistent because he's he's basically the main running back there, and he's going to get a lot of checkdowns. You know, I like Crowder's PPR value. He's going to catch the ball a ton. Um, And, you know, he's just not going to see much yardage, though, but hopefully they can – maybe as a team make that next step so we'll see so i already kind of went over the depth chart let's just jump into the projections 
So the quarterback, Sam Darnold, I got him ranked as my quarterback 25. Um, not too excited about drafting him this year. Use him as a streamable from week to week if the matchup's right. Got him down for 310 completions for 3,605 yards, 21 passing touchdowns, 16 interceptions, 91 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown for about 216 points. Pretty close to what Stidham is, so not too high on Darnold. Hopefully they can, I don't know, I just, I don't know. Uh, Next is running back Le'Veon Bell. I have him down as my running back 20 uh, for about 234 rushes. 889 yards, 6 rushing touchdowns, 83 receptions for 652 receiving yards, and 2 receiving touchdowns. That's where he's going to get his value for about 240 points. Uh, Frank Gore comes in next. I don't even have him ranked right now. I got him pegged for about 105 rushes for 400 yards, 2 rushing touchdowns, and about 100 receiving yards for about 75 points. Jamison Crowder, I think he's going to be the one asset maybe you'll want to own um, on this team. Uh, I got him as my wide receiver 38. I got him down for 79 receptions for 872 receiving yards and six touchdowns for about 162 points. Uh, Brashad Perryman, I got him down for as wide receiver 56. For 45 receptions, 678 receiving yards, four touchdowns for 115 points. And then Chris Herndon I have as my tight end 18. Um, for 42 receptions, 520 receiving yards, four touchdowns for about 100 fantasy points for the year. So I have these guys kind of projected low. I don't think they're going to win many games. They have a lot of upside, so don't don't hear me wrong in that, that I'm saying that they're going to finish where my projections are. Um, they do have upside, so these guys could uh, – most likely they will outproduce these projections, but – uh, I'm not excited for it just because Adam Gase just, uh, again, he's just a butthead about how he uses his players. So, well, that was a lot of fun. This is going to wrap it up for today. The next show, we're going to break down the AFC West and finish off the AFC. Uh, I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're on. Leave a rating and review because it really helps out the show. Get some recognition. You can visit us on the website, uh, fantasyknockout.com. Rankings are up. All right. Till next time. See ya. See ya.